Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 113 of the PATH Podcast. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. We're so glad that you've decided to join us on the PATH today. We celebrated Easter yesterday, yeah, always yeah. Uh, such an exciting day. Um, had a, a fantastic crowd here yesterday, which was just, you know, it builds the excitement oh, yeah. of uh, having a full room of people. and the, um, the singing is more like... yeah loud yeah absolutely and i love that i love to be able to hear that uh above everything else and Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was just it was an exciting day um that we and we looked at um john giving a like reminding us of him saying hey listen i i have written all these things down for you so that you can know who jesus is Mm -hmm. i'm an eyewitness i was there with him i saw these things happen and i wrote them down so that you could know who jesus is and that translates over for us today, that we can know who Jesus is. And um, maybe let uh, before, we, before we just jump into the text, let's just, let's just take a moment and celebrate God's goodness. And that we got to have a huge crowd together mm-hmm. um, yesterday, which, you know, as, as Facebook memories have scrolled mm-hmm. in over the last couple of weeks, it wasn't very long ago that we didn't get to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a Facebook memory today from, you know, three years ago that um, when we celebrated uh, Good Friday virtually. Yeah. And um, so maybe let's just celebrate for a minute, Derek. So, uh, remind us of just all the things that God has done this weekend that we got to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the, we um, we had a group of folks in our church really put forward a huge effort to yeah. reach out to our community uh, through our Good Friday walkthrough mm-hmm. experience, our second year. Uh, last year we did it mostly internally, mm-hmm. though many people were invited and came. Yeah. Um, but the first year we had, I think, like 80 or 90 folks come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past weekend we had 226 yeah. come through. So um, it... it it grew in just one year. Um, it's a it's a dynamic experience. Anyway, mm-hmm. we have uh, where you know it's you basically walk through um, seven stations of the crucifixion. Yeah. You know, and you, you look at betrayal and uh, Jesus's death, and then uh, you can take communion. And yeah. uh, you know. There, there's a station where you can pray to receive Christ, and we had someone do that. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Fr- Friday morning, we were going through it, and uh, our youngest daughter, Audrey, prayed to receive Christ at yeah. the walkthrough experience, and it was just a, a joyful day for us, for yeah. sure. So it was, it what was a exciting. experience, too, man. Like, yeah. she'll always remember that, that, like, she gave her life to Christ. Yeah. That's a Good Friday walkthrough experience. Yeah. Had we not have that, that couldn't be her testimony. Not, not to say she wouldn't right. trust Christ another way. Y'all are discipling her, leading her, and guiding her. Yeah. You know, certainly she she was getting close already, but to have that experience to say, I yeah. did it at this thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it was beautiful to, um, you know, what really dawned on her was, as one of the stations talks about, what Jesus did, uh, that he took the crown of thorns, mm-hmm. that he had to, he received the beating from, from the cat of nine tails. And, and, um, the thing that really stuck with Audrey was she said, daddy, it's not fair that he had to do that for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, yeah, it's not fair, but he did it because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, then another station talks about how, 
Jesus, when he was buried, well, first off, when Jesus was born, people brought gifts to him. Mm-hmm. When he was buried after his death on the cross, there was also, there was also gifts that were given of mm-hmm. fine spices and fine cloth that he was wrapped in. And, um, you know, the greatest gift that we give Jesus is our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Audrey, <laughs> she said, I definitely want to give him that gift, was what yeah. she said. I yeah. was like, well, then we can do it right now. You know, yeah. so, That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, it was exciting to be able to, to see how... Um, something that God has led a group of people at our church to do, mm-hmm. God used that to draw yeah. Audrey to himself, and it's exciting. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the Good Friday Walkthrough experience is that those church members and leaders mm-hmm. in our church, uh, lay leaders, have... I mean, they, they ask us our opinions about it. We, <laughs> we get to be involved, too, sure. as you know, basically participants. But, like they make a huge effort for us to be able to just experience it and not yeah. have to manage all the details, mm-hmm. not have to, you know, put all the things together. Like we get to be a part of that, but not mm-hmm. the sole ones putting it all together. Yeah. I love that, man. I love it. It's, it's the church being the church. Man. Exactly. Yeah. It's the body of Christ <laughs> yeah. using their gifts to build up the body of Christ, to yeah. spread the gospel. It's Ephesians 4, it's First mm-hmm. Corinthians 12, it's... Uh, Romans 12, it's all these passages where the body is using the gifts God has given them yeah. to advance the gospel and build up the church body That's right. uh, to unity and maturity. I love it, man. I love, I love, um, I mean, it's great. It's a wonderful experience anyway. It's just dynamic. Yeah. You know, it's a dark room. It's got music. It's It's got sight, sound, touch, mm-hmm. everything. Smell. Yeah, you have all the yeah. things, yeah. Um, yeah, you smell the myrrh throughout. It permeates mm-hmm. the room, uh, so you, you you get this, you know, um, um, you know, high definition experience. Yeah, yeah, it truly is a worship experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're walking through, yeah. you know, and, and and walking through, you know, what Christ went through Friday night, you know. Yeah. But um, but then the fact that it's like the body of Christ is busy bees working like people are crying man people are so excited it's just it's one of those moments as a pastor it's like one of those like man we're doing it right yeah right absolutely like we're doing it right yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah yeah. i love the fact that you know we had a very very special intimate moment as a family and Mm -hmm. again that's another thing that i don't take for granted all six of our family were there Mm -hmm. when audrey prayed to receive jesus and um but then the fact that we shared that with you know the people who are in, who are helping facilitate mm-hmm, Friday morning, mm-hmm. and every single one of them was celebrating with us. Oh yeah, like the church again coming around us mm-hmm. and celebrating uh, the fact that another member of of God's family has come into yeah. the fold. And oh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I, I, it was just it was a beautiful moment for us. So yeah, so good. And then, you know, we we uh, we come to Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, again. Everybody's on their A game, church wise. Like people are serving on guest, you know, uh, guest uh, first impressions mm-hmm. uh, with our guests. Uh, folks are greeting folks. Yeah. Like they're they're you know we've got um, be- because we end up having a lot more on Easter Sunday than we normally do. We yeah. we, we run out of parking. Yep. Our parking lot was full like during the the, the uh, <laughs> connect group hour. Yeah. You know, at ten o'clock. The most part, and and so we've got church members that have loaned us their uh, golf carts, right. and we got church members driving people, you know, yeah. a little further 
the normal and like you got parking lot guys they're always there but like it's just there there are more of them it's busy bees everybody's getting ready you got you know the handbells are playing in one room while the worship team's rehearsing (laughs) in the other and like it's just fun to walk in as the pastor be like oh man listen to all this yeah yeah activity activity and hubbub (laughs) you know it's just like this is what it's all about you know and then and then to 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 celebrate the resurrection um together Mm -hmm. um was you know fantastic and uh we had people in overflow rooms which is you know not typical it's just it's an exciting day god really worked and moved and um yeah, I can't can't wait to see you know the the you know, residual effects of yeah. yesterday too mm-hmm. uh, in people's lives. And, yeah, uh, yeah. One of the things that I love about uh, Easter, especially, and you know, it, it, yes, we have a, a larger crowd than normal, which is exciting. Um, but I love that there there are faces in that room yesterday that I've I've literally never seen before, mm-hmm. um, and they got to hear the message of the gospel mm-hmm, yesterday. Mm-hmm. They got to hear about Jesus and. Um, and so, yeah, I, I know that um, God will use that because mm-hmm. like we've talked, we talk all the time here that God's word does not ever go out and come back void. And yeah. so um, I love that the gospel got shared with people that don't normally hear the gospel mm-hmm. week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, yesterday, yesterday was an exciting day. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. So, Derek, then, then talk us through. We, we talked about the gospel yesterday. We looked specifically at um, the gospel of John. Where there towards the end of his gospel, he um, he shares you, you kind of get like a peek behind the curtain, if you will, of mm-hmm. John going, "Hey, listen, this is a lot of stuff that I've just thrown at you here. All these stories of who Jesus is and what he's done, but here's why I'm writing this." Um, and he, you know, he says there in chapter twenty, he's like, "I I've written these things so that you can know that Jesus is who he said he was," mm-hmm. and then. Uh, there at the end, like the way, he, kind of the way he signs off his book uh, is, listen, I, I wrote this down. I'm the mm-hmm. eyewitness, and these are my words, nobody else's words. Mm-hmm. I wrote mm-hmm. this down, and this is only the tip of the iceberg for what yeah. Jesus did. If we were to write everything down, there, there's not enough paper in the world, basically, mm-hmm. is what he says, that, mm-hmm. um, that that would hold the things that Jesus did while he was here on earth. So um, maybe walk us through a, a quick recap, and then let's just, um, what, what are the handles to hold on to this week as, yeah. we, as we celebrate, continue to celebrate Easter throughout mm-hmm. the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yesterday's message title was Jesus, the Unfounded Fiction, question mark. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, the, the skeptical <clears throat> mind um, will say that you know Jesus is fiction. Yeah, there's no reason to follow uh, or whatever. But but that's not true. There there are a lot of things you have to grapple with. Right. And that's kind of the approach I took was looking at what John's words were. And John, you know, he wrote this later than some of the other gospel accounts. Mm-hmm. But he was still alive. Right. The guy that was at the cross with Jesus, the only one that remained, mm-hmm. the rest of them scattered. Yeah. The only one that remained, uh, you know, at the foot of the cross while Jesus was dying, and we know that because Jesus looked at John and said, "Hey, this is now your mom. You take care of my my mom." Yeah. And you know, and then basically says, "Mom, you take care of this guy too." You know, so it's like he's concerned with people. You know, other people yeah. at the cross. So that guy that witnessed the actual death, 
Jesus breathing his last, mm -hmm. being taken off the cross by Joseph of Arimathea, taken, you know, uh, to a tomb, placed there, and then John also lets us know he was the first disciple back <laughs> that's right. you know, to see the empty tomb. Yeah, he outran Peter. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He lets us know that. Yeah. So, you know, all that, you know, J John was, he had a front row seat to it, right? That's right, yeah. So we have to grapple with that. We have to grapple with that. Because some, some will say, the skeptics will say, well, uh, you know, these things were written by, you know, people that, you know, made them up, you know, they maybe like centuries later or at least a hundred mm -hmm. years later, you know, uh, you know, following Jesus' death. And it's yeah. like, no, this is only decades. Right. You know, like these are the actual people that walk with Jesus. Within their lifetime, these things are being written down. Not yeah. just John, but all the gospel accounts. Right. So you have to grapple with that. Mm -hmm. You have to grapple with the claims <clears throat> that this Jesus was dead and yeah. rose again. Right. Uh, and that he didn't just reveal himself to 12 disciples, yeah. but over 500 right. saw him in a resurrected state. You have to yeah. grapple yeah, with those things. I, I think about like it, this in conjunction with Paul's words to the Corinthians. He's mm -hmm. like, hey, listen, if you don't believe me, go ask the people that were there. Yeah. They're still alive. You can They're go here. ask them. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so um, I, I, I think that you're right, that so often um, skeptics will just say, oh, pff, that's just, it's just yeah. a story. It, and it's so... I think number one, that's so arrogant to just mm -hmm. complete, just dismiss something mm -hmm. outright, and and it's like, no, this has clearly had an impact on the history yeah. of the world. You can't just say, oh, it's just all a story that was made yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that was the idea. That, you know, Jay Warner Wallace <laughs> yeah. took the idea of that the impact that this has. Yeah. So his, you know, what he states is that you know, does Jesus still matter in a world that right. rejects the Bible, and he. He says he discovered how Jesus matters, and he he didn't even need the New Testament yeah, yeah. to to prove that, but you know from a forensic you yeah. know, kind of investigative way, you know, and that that was one of the things we really didn't get into, like just mm -hmm. a little bit, but like within the next three hundred years, mm -hmm. enough was written about Jesus that you could reconstruct the entire the entirety of the message of the New Testament, yeah, Gospels, right, nearly, yeah. Without was, having those. Right, which was, that was kind of his point, J. Warner Wallace, was yeah. that he's like, I, of course the Bible is going to corroborate what sure. Jesus said. So he's like, let me let me try to get outside of that. Yeah. And let me see if this is really true yeah. outside of the documents that, of course, are going to say it's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's able to prove that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, 98% of John yeah. is reconstructable just from people who wrote afterwards. Yeah. Even skeptics. Right. People who didn't like Jesus at the day, uh, in the time, yeah, but they still corroborated the story. Yeah, like that's the that's a very interesting thing to me is because like we want to be skeptical and be like, oh well, it's just these guys. Of course, they sold out to they drank the Kool Aid, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Like even the people that didn't like Jesus wrote the things about Jesus that corroborated. Yeah, what these eyewitnesses said. Like yeah. you have to deal with that. You yeah. have to at least examine that. You can't just dismiss it, right? right? So uh, that was the you know, idea I took. And then, so not only did these eyewitnesses see these things, but it literally changed their life. Mm -hmm. John was a fisherman, yeah, right? Which was a job that you just ended up in your entire life. Like, 
John and James were the son of <clears throat> sons of Zebedee, right? And Zebedee was a fisherman. Yeah. So it was a thing that got passed down, passed down, passed down, unless you ended up going to be, you know, into rabbi school and you ended up being a rabbi. Like right. these guys, you know, they didn't flunk out of it, but they didn't advance, right? Right. They went to back to home and did the things that their dad did. Mm-hmm. And that's what they would have done, right? Yeah. Except Jesus changed the entire trajectory of their entire lives. Right. And, you know, everyone except for John, every single other disciple, ended up dying, martyred mm-hmm. for, for their, their faith. faith in Jesus. Yeah. John was persecuted for it, but ended up living through it mm-hmm. all and dying of an old of old age. But yeah. he's the only one. Yeah. But guess what? He would have been willing to die had had the moment come. Right. And you're not willing to die for a lie, you know, mm-hmm. not a bunch of people, maybe yeah. one or two, you know what I mean? Right. You know, but like someone who like really believes this happened, like really saw it happen, it really affected them. It really changed their life. Yeah. And, and it, it, it fulfilled something in the hearts of those who followed Jesus that they, they, they couldn't replace with anything else. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the idea that I had in in presenting yesterday, knowing that, you know, maybe there's people here that haven't been to church in a while or they just come, you know, once a year. Even. Yeah. It's like, you know, what what if there's a skeptic here? What could I say? Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I kind of backtracked on, right? It's like it kind of you kind of back back out of it was that you know what John's life was completely changed. That's what he's writing about here. It's mm-hmm. like, listen, I was here, I saw it all happen, yeah. and I'm writing these things so you'll believe. Like I'm devoting my entire life to pinning these things down mm-hmm. so that more and more and more and more people will make Jesus the ultimate thing in their life. Yeah, and it's like, wait, that's that's the answer. That's the thing that John is answering. That's the thing that Jesus is answering. That's the thing that all these disciples are answering is that, like, Jesus is ultimate. Yeah. And so it made me just think about, like, you know, where we, where everyone is, everyone in the room, no matter where they came in, like, you know, whether they go to church every week, whether they're here once a, you know, once a year, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the first time they've been in a church in a long, long, long time. I'm like, every single person comes in with the same thing. Right. This just deep-seated desire for something amazing, something mm-hmm. deeper, something better Yeah, that they can't get anywhere else. They've grappled for it. We've grappled for it in relationships. We've grappled for it in, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, we've tried to get it um, in so many other places, yeah. substances, uh, videos, you know, whatever. We, right. We've looked for that amazing, that that deeper, that bigger. We've looked for all those things in so many places and been let down. Yeah. And my hope was to describe in such a way that, listen, if that's you, if you're looking for something amazing, what you're really looking for, and you may not know it, but what you're really looking for is Jesus. Yeah. He's the only one that can fulfill that for you. Yeah. And he did that for John, and that's what John is saying. It's like, this is everything to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a that's a great point because we, I, everybody, if you live long enough, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time, but everybody knows the ex, has experienced looking to fill that hole or that desire, that longing, with something, and that something 
maybe you get that something and then you go, that's not it though. Like that's mm-hmm. not, uh, that's not the, the, that doesn't fulfill the longing that I have. So we all know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and for some of us, we know the fulfillment of that longing, what it feels like when we come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so John knew what that felt like. And so that's why John's saying, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. I, the thing that you're feeling that you're longing for, I know that feeling. Yeah. And I know that it's fulfilled in Jesus. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the, the beautiful thing about the gospel is that it's not, it's not the story of, Hey, come and have all your wildest dreams fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's the story of, Hey, come and be complete. Yeah. Come and be fulfilled in mm-hmm. Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and I think that's a that's an aspect of the gospel that we don't hear all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's something that John was, is telling us there mm-hmm. in his gospel. So. Well, yeah. I, mean, I think I think a lot of times you know we do well at presenting the gospel like, mm-hmm. hey, you need to be saved. Your right. sin is going to cause you know cause you to be separated from God for eternity. You need you need to be saved, and that's true. Yeah. We do. But really, what we need is is completeness in Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Jesus himself said in the Beatitudes, blessed are the those who hunger and yeah. thirst for righteousness. What is righteousness? No one is good except God, Jesus said yeah. to the rich young ruler. Why do you call me good? No one's good except for God. Yeah. The only thing that is righteous is Jesus. Yeah. So what Jesus is saying is blessed are those, happy are those who hunger and thirst, who pine after, who long mm-hmm. for, who go yeah. for, righteousness yeah. Christ what does he say the answer is they will be filled yeah absolutely they will be complete they will be no longer hungering and thirsting for yeah. anything else right Jesus said to the woman at the well um, the water you give me you know out of this cistern you know, out of this well um, you know I'll drink some and I'll need to drink some more later. Mm-hmm. I've got some water I could give you. Mm-hmm. You'll never thirst again. Right. He's talking about himself. Yeah. That is what we really need. We don't just need a get out of hell card, get a get out of hell free card. Right. Um. We need Jesus to fulfill. To fill us up, yeah, and fulfill something in us that nothing else can. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the truth of the scripture is that anytime, and John does a great job of showing us this, anytime anyone comes truly seeking, mm-hmm. truly seeking something more, yeah, and they find it, they find Jesus. Anyone who comes seeking the truth truly, Jesus gives it to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was something I, I saw even just preparing for a funeral this weekend on Saturday, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I guess appropriate since, you know, Jesus was in the grave on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the Lord led me to John 9 mm. and this blind man that was, was healed. Yeah, and Jesus said to his disciples because they said, "Why was this man born blind? You know, was it his parents' fault? Did they yeah. sin and make it happen, or what did he do? You know, some sin he had." Yeah, and Jesus is like, 
It has nothing to do with sin, man. Right. He's born blind so God can reveal his works in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Pharisees just don't get it. Right. right? They bring this guy in. They're like, hey, who healed you? Why did he heal you on he healed you on the Sabbath, so he's a sinner. He's like, listen, man, I don't know if that guy's a sinner or not, but what I do know, mm-hmm. I was blind, and now I can see, and now I can see. Yeah, and it's it's just this it's just this thing. It's like maybe he could have said, I was empty, mm-hmm. and I pined for it and other things. Yeah, but I encountered this guy, Jesus, and now I can see. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus comes to him. Sure. And he said, like, "Hey, heard you. They, heard they kicked you out of the, the, uh, you know, the the temple. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard they kicked you out of religion, basically. Like right. they they just they didn't threw know what to, to do curb. with you, yeah. so they threw you to the curb." He says, um, "If you knew who was standing before you right now, you would, mm-hmm. um, you would, you know, you would believe." And he says, "You know, you know who who are you? You know what is right. this?" He's like. The, the one standing before you is the one he's like, I do believe. Mm. And he, he fell down and worshiped him. Yeah. So it's that, it's that thing. It's like Jesus is the fulfillment of, of what our soul needs. Mm. And our, our eyes don't necessarily need sight, mm-hmm. but our soul sure do. Yeah. And he's the one that brings sight mm. to the blind spiritually yeah spiritually blind so mm-hmm. um yeah man it was, it was interesting how that all in, in my mind at least tied together yeah that's cool yeah it's good stuff man well here's where we turn it over to you what what um what has god uh done in your life to help fill the hole of um that, of longing that we all have, uh, we would love to hear those stories. That number one, it's just so it's so encouraging. I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's so encouraging to hear stories from other believers mm-hmm. of how God has worked in your life, uh, because I think that that's important for us to hear those because it reminds us of what God has done in our own lives. And so mm-hmm. you hear those stories and the joy of your salvation is restored in that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we'd love to hear your stories. Share your stories with us. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life or you can comment right on this YouTube video. Um, but we'd love to we'd love to know how God is at work in your life. Uh, and then also, how can we help you to continue to celebrate Easter in the days ahead? Um, I know that may sound weird. It's like, yeah, Easter's over. We've, we've moved on from that. But in actuality, we celebrate Easter every, every Sunday. Sunday. Every Sunday we are celebrating Easter, the fact that our Savior rose from the grave. And yeah. so um, that's what we do week in and week out. That's what we're going to continue to do week in and week out because it is something that we can never get over. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't move past that. We can't get over the fact that Jesus rose from the grave because it is what provides life for us mm-hmm. and salvation mm-hmm. and redemption for us. So we would love to hear from you. Email us, the path at lafayettefirst.life. Um, But until next week, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope you'll decide to join us on the path as we continue next week.